in the backwoods of America. We have climbed the highest mountains, searched the densest forest, dragged the swamps, and scoured the prairies to find our leader, retired U.S. Marine gunny, Bud Cornwell. America under President Trump's leadership has finally awoken to the threat of the Chinese Communist Party's actions and, and the threat that they pose to our very way of life. Now, for decades, the conventional wisdom in both U.S. political parties, the business community, academia, the media, uh, has held that it was only a matter of time before China would become more liberal, first economically and then politically. The more we opened our markets to China, the thinking went. The more we invested capital in China, the more we trained PRC, bureaucrats, scientists, engineers, and even military officers, the more China would become like us. It was under this premise that we welcomed China into the World Trade Organization in 2001 with vast concessions and trade privileges. We downplayed China's gross human rights abuses, including Tiananmen Square. We turned a blind eye to China's widespread technology theft that eviscerated entire sectors of the American economy. As China grew richer and stronger, we believed that the Chinese Communist Party would liberalize and meet the rising democratic aspirations of its people. Now, this was a bold and quintessentially American idea. It was born of our innate optimism and by the experience of our triumph over Soviet communism. Unfortunately, it turned out to be very naive. Do you have the ability to discern what is going on in the world? Do you have the ability to really understand what is happening in front of you, in front of your lives, via the government, via your community, whatever it is? Do you really understand what is happening? Can you see the world as a bad place or do you see the world as a good place? Do you have the capability to discern what is happening? To actually absorb information goes into your mind and you determine what's going on? Or do you act like a sheep? And what I mean by that is I'm just going to live in my world and let the politicians, let the religious leaders, whatever it is, guide me. And therefore, I don't have to discern or have an ability to understand what the hell is going on. This is what we're going to talk about today. Specifically, the idea of how the religious world and the social-slash-government world are actually discerning what is happening 
on this globe. So what is discernment? Why am I even concerned about that? Well, first off, if you are part of the world, you're not going to try to discern what the world is. You're just going to accept it. But if you're not, then your eyes are open and you're going to see the light. You're going to see things at a different level in your life. And it's going to draw you very, very deep into an abyss of complete disunderstanding of what this world is doing to you, your family, your friends, etc. But that's to be expected. Because if your eyes are open, you can discern this world. If you are not a child of God, you have no idea of what I'm talking about. You just do what you got to do and continue on and not worry about Everything that's happening in this world. Because, see, it's real simple. I just do what I got to do. I'm selfish. I accept what the world presents to me. Everything I do is up to me. And, therefore, I make my world on this planet. No, you don't. <laughs> It's really that simple. God controls and owns everything. And he created you. And he wants you to discern. He wants you to see the world that you're living in. So what does discernment actually mean? It's the ability to make discriminating judgments to Distinguish between and recognize the moral implications of different situations and courses of action. It includes the ability to weigh up and a, assess the moral and spiritual status of individuals, groups, or even movements. Thus, while warning us against judgmentalism. You know, judging somebody because of whatever they are, gay, etc. Jesus urges us to be discerning and discriminating. When somebody that we approach are part of our lives are not conducting themselves in the act of what God created them as the person that they are. That's what discernment really is.
So this great lady, her name is Emerald Robinson. And in November 10th of 2021, she was a Newsmax reporter. Well, maybe still is. She was permanently banned from Twitter for posting COVID misinformation. This is according to CNN. You can look at the, the link in the show notes. Okay, but guess what? This person, Emerald Robinson, has been proven true. She did the discernment when all of this came out and was able to tell us the truth. And now it's being reflected. But what is more interesting is this. What I want to do, I'm going to compare a archbishop of the Catholic Church, Vigano's first letter to President Trump in 2020. So this is a archbishop in Italy that came to America for a few years, realized at that time what America was, and wrote this letter to President Trump when he was the president of the United States. So Emerald Robinson starts this letter off with a note or a intro into this. So I want to read this to you. In light of the Biden regime's installation of pedophilias and Satanists and transgender deviants at the highest level of government, it's intrusive to return to Archbishop Vegaro's first open letter to Donald Trump. So she's writing this letter in 2023, yesterday, well, actually, the 26th of July, and telling us, let's go back to this letter from a Christian leader of the world describing how Trump specifically has tried to change the discernment of many people in this country. Doesn't matter if they're religious or not. So we're going to compare that letter from the specific clips like the introduction that I presented you and this man is in or was in the government explaining how China is infiltrating and taking over our country which makes a very contrastual idea of how religion and the government, certain people in the government that have been discerned or their eyes have been opened because America 
don't care whether you believe it or not, this country was founded by Jesus Christ, established to fight tyranny in this world, which we have done for 247 years. So to start off his letter, talking about how the Biden administration, or she's telling us the Biden administration does not understand discernment, doesn't understand what God is. And so she's using this letter that dates back to 2020 to remind us that even the religious people in this world can work together with the government people to open the eyes of the citizens so they can discern what is going on. However, you will not have full discernment. You can listen to a man or a woman talk about anything, but until your heart goes to Christ, you have no clue of what this world really is. So let's go to Archbishop Vagano's letter to President Trump. Mr. President, in recent months, we have witnessed the formation of two opposing sides. I would call biblical the children of light and the children of darkness. The children of light constitute the most conspicuous part of humanity. Those of us that are with God, understand God, are more connected with humanity than the world is. That's what he's actually saying. The children of light constitute the most conspicuous part of humanity, while the children of darkness represent an absolute minority and that's really true so far today the majority of the world are children of light are Christians that understand that every human life is important and yet the former or the objective of a sort of discrimination which places them in a situational of moral inferiority with respect to their adversaries who often hold strategic positions in the government. So we got people that are not children of the light in the position of the government and politics, in the economy, and in the media. Is this not true? I think it is. In an apparent explicit way, the good are held hostage by the wicked and by those who 
help them either out of self-interest or fairness. Self-interest is either you standing on a platform or you are worshiping money. That's really what that means. More and more people in this world are worshiping money and not the God that created them. See, these two sides, which have a biblical nature, follow the clear separation between offsprings of the woman and the offsprings of the serpent. You know, Adam and Eve. Eve was supposed to be good until she ate of the tree, and but then you had the serpent. On the one hand, there are those who, although they have thousands of defects and weaknesses, are motivated by the desire to do good, to raise a family, to engage in work, to give prosperity to their homeland, to help the needy, and in obedience to the law of God, to merit the kingdom of heaven. On the other hand, there are those who serve themselves who do not hold any moral principles, who want to demolish the family and the nation, exploit workers to make themselves unduly wealthy, foment internal divisions and wars, and accumulate power and money for them the phallus illusion of temporal well-being, you know, today well-being, not the future. Will one day, if they do not repent, yield to the terrific fate that awaits them far from God in eternal damnation? Maybe I've said this before, but if I haven't, it's real simple. See, there's no hell and there's no heaven according to how we think of it. It's very simple. You are going to be with the God that created you, heaven, or you are going to be without them in eternity. That's what hell is. It's not being connected to the God that created you. And your actions and what you do on this planet determines which direction you're going to go. And if God is not in your heart, if you have not been regenerated, so you can be with God. You're going to be without him. So I'm going to play the next clip. This great person was involved in the government and became part of the understanding of how China 
has infiltrated this world and how the evil one using communism has engulfed into our society in America to continue that process of Satan to change the world and in my mind through communism I believe wholeheartedly reading history the Romans the Greeks the centurions all that stuff that this is the last stand of Satan in this world is he he can and will according to God transfer this planet to total tyranny dictatorship communism we could not have been more wrong and this miscalculation was the greatest failure of American foreign policy since the 1930s now how do we make such a mistake how did we fail to understand the nature of the Chinese Communist Party? And the answer is simple. It's because we did not pay heed to the CCP's ideology. Instead of listening to what CCP leaders were saying, instead of reading what they wrote in their key documents, we closed our eyes and our ears. We believed what we wanted to believe, that these party members were communist in name only. Now let's be clear, the Chinese Communist Party is a Marxist-Leninist organization. The party general secretary, Xi Jinping, sees himself as Joseph Stalin's successor. In fact, as the journalist and former Australia government official, John Garneau has noted, the Chinese Communist Party is the last ruling Communist Party that never split with Stalin, with the partial exception of North Korea. Yes, Stalin, the man whose brutal dictatorship and disastrous policies killed roughly 20 million Russians and others through famine, forced collectivization, execution, and labor camps. As interpreted by Lenin, Stalin, Mao, communism is a totalitarian ideology. Under communism, individuals are merely a means to be used towards the achievement of the ends of the collective nation-state. Thus, individuals can be easily sacrificed for the nation-state's goals. Individuals do not have inherent value under Marxism-Leninism. They exist to serve the state. The state does not exist to serve them. Now, these ideas sound remote and outdated to us as we speak. They are, after all, old ideas. They were born a century and a half ago in Europe. They were implemented a century ago in Russia. And then they were discarded 30 years ago as the most costly failed political experiment in history. But in China, these ideas remain as fundamental to the Chinese Communist Party as the Constitution and the Bill of Rights do to us as Americans. The Chinese Communist Party seeks total control over the people's lives. This means economic control. It means political control. It means physical control. And perhaps most importantly, it means thought control. What you just heard was Robert O'Brien the national security advisor to President Trump. 
He has discernment of the world and what is going on. And he's passing this information to the citizens of America. So let's continue with the Archbishop letter to President Trump. Although it may seem disconcerting, the opposing alignments I have described are also found in religious circles. What? Are, are you telling me that the communist world and ideologies are in the religious circles? Absolutely. There are faithful shepherds who care for the flock of Christ, but there are also mercenary infidels who seek to scatter the flock and hand the sheep over to be devoured by ravenous wolves, better known as Satan. It is not surprising that these Mercenaries are allies of the children of darkness and hate the children of life. Allies of China and hate Christians. Just as there is a deep state, there is also a deep church that betrays or that betrays its duties and force wears its proper commitments before God. Thus, the invisible enemy, whom good rulers fight against in public affairs, uh, good rulers go back to Robert O'Brien, fighting in public affairs, is also fought against by good shepherds in the church sphere. It is a spiritual battle. They are subversive to deep state, to globalism, to align their thoughts to the new world order, which they invoke ever more frequently in the name of universal brotherhood, which has nothing Christian about it, but which evokes the Masonic ideas of those who want to dominate the world by driving God out of the courts, out of the schools, out of the families, and perhaps even out of the church. If you remember... It didn't happen yesterday, but a few years ago. China was and continues to destroy churches in their nation. The American people, well, at least this is what he thinks, the American people are mature and have now understood how much the Main Street media does not want to spread the truth 
but seeks to silence and distort it, spreading the lie that is useful for the purpose of their masters. So we're, we're now mature, according to Donald Trump becoming president. No, maybe more people have the ability to discern. But the majority of us have always had the ability to discern because we have the best way to explain it, a connection with the truth, the God of the universe. And then when we see the world not acting in that form of the truth, then we can see it. But if you're not connected or part of God, then you cannot see it because this is your life. The world is how you function. You take your life and portray it and build it on the foundation of the world and not the foundation of Christ. Therefore, it's very easy to spread the lies of communism, the lies of this utopia world. Because you cannot discern the truth. And you're against the truth. You fight against the truth. Your propaganda is against the truth. And China has been, done, has been doing this since 1949. Russia did it. And the communism spread is now going global. And we're going to talk more and more about that as we go on. Communism is just a word of a evil entity that has no respect for humans, for the God-created humans. Instead, it's based on selfishness. It's based on control. It's based on power in this world. Now, play another clip. When we get back, we're going to continue with the last part of Archbishop Vigano's letter to President Trump. And then we will end this with a proof of how the world is no longer in the hands of the majority that have the ability to discern God's plan in their lives, in their communities, in their state, in their government, in their country. It has now become 
a global conflict between good and evil. Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road My granddad gave me They say one day They're gonna round up Well that shit might fly in the city classical Chinese statecraft, Garneau has noted, there are two tools for gain, gaining and maintaining control over the mountains and the rivers. The first is Wu, weapons and violence. And the second is Wen, language and culture. Chinese leaders have always believed that power derives from controlling both the physical battlefield and the cultural domain. For Lenin, Stalin, Mao, and now Xi, Garneau writes, Words are not vehicles of reason and persuasion. They are bullets. Words are for defining, isolating, and destroying opponents. Propaganda plays a central role for the CCP. Beijing's efforts to dominate political thought are stated openly and pursued aggressively. 
1989, the party began organizing itself around ideological security, a term repeated frequently since then by CCP leaders. More recently, in April 2013, the party issued a policy on what they called the current state of ideology. It held that there should be absolutely no opportunity or outlets for incorrect thinking or viewpoints to spread. So within China, this approach means mandatory study sessions on communist ideology and the required download and use of smartphone apps that teach the so-called Xi Jinping thought. It means complete control of all state media. Outside sources of information are banned from foreign newspapers to Twitter, Facebook, and WhatsApp. All content generated within China is censored. It means jailing everyone from citizen bloggers to reporters to lawyers to activists and religious believers expressing any views contrary to the party line. So Robert O'Brien is talking in 2020. Yeah, three years ago. Can you make any kind of relation today of what he's talking about? Obviously, we can. So let's finish the last part of the Archbishop's Vigano's letter to President Trump in 2020. Although it may seem disconcerting, the opposing alignments I have described are also found in religious church which we talked about. However, it is important that the good, who are the majority, wake up from their sluggishness and do not accept being deceived by a minority of dishonest people with unavowed purpose. It is necessary that the good, the children of light, come together and make their voices heard. This is a religious Catholic bishop telling us, stand up, speak the gospel of Christ, do something. What more effective way is there to do this, Mr. President, than by prayer? Asking the Lord to protect you, the United States, and all of humanity from this enormous attack of the enemy. Before the power of prayer, the deceptions of the children of darkness will collapse. Christ did this in his ministry he cast out demons right there on the planet from a human being. We must do the same thing. Pray and say to our God, forgive us, for we have fallen from you. Do not forsake us. Help us to not only pray, but to speak out in your name, in Congress, as a president, as the judicial 
process in America to come back to you. Before the power of prayer, the deceptions of the children of darkness will collapse. Their plots will be revealed, which is happening today as a result of millions of Americans, millions of people in even other countries praying for us. The truth is coming out. Their betrayal will be shown. Their frightened power will end in nothing. Whether it's present in front of us or at some point in eternity, we will understand God's plan either to allow, continuously allow the evil and the persecution of his righteous people on this earth. But it will be shown. Their frightening power will end to nothing. Whether it happens in our lifetime, in our grandchildren's lifetime, it will be nothing. Brought to light and exposed and presented into a eternal deception called hell. They will live for eternity in their lack of discernment of the holy God that created them. Last but not least, let's talk about the major evil powers in this world today. No, it's not Hitler. That's gone. It's over. It's been destroyed. But it's China as part of the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. This is the driving aspect of this, of how communism has spread so far across this globe that even the freedom-loving businesses, commercialism, has engulfed themselves into this ideology of communism for the sole purpose of money. If they can get into the government and be part and united with the government, then the government can guide and direct the sheeps to the corporations. So, you can go look up china.un.org and you can witness in front of you what China is doing 
with the United Nations. You see, they're agreeing, they're being part of this UN that we would think would protect democracy. Well, that's apparently how it started in 1946 when the world came together and said, no more worlds of evil, no more dictators. Let's come together, unite, eliminate all these evil people. Now China is leading and being part of this. So this is from their UN webpage. How can we use the public-private partnership to accelerate the sustainable development goals in this decade of action? This was Shanghai, China, March 15th of this year. You see, now China wants to incorporate themselves into this global conceptual idea of sustainable development goals. So they're just marching with the beat of the drum of the World Economic Forum. So what is the World Economic Forum? Why do they even exist? Why do we have to have this? Why can't all the countries continue to live their lives in their culture without the world getting involved and mixing it all up and making a big storm of this globalism? So let me read the mission of the WEF. Maybe you have an idea of what these elitists, these Satanists, non-discerning truth people have to say. The forum engages the foremost political business, culture, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. It was established in 1971 as a nonprofit foundation. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? Nonprofit foundation. You cannot put industry and nonprofit in the same category. Capitalism is a profit world, industry is a profit world, unless the government coincides and brings the industry into the government. Then it becomes nonprofit, better known as government dictatorship. They're in Geneva, Switzerland, which for many years in this world were neutral between any wars, whatever. But they are the largest, by far, banking industry on the face of the planet. 
millions of industry people wash money through Switzerland. It is independent, impartial, and not tied to any special interests. That's what the WF says. That's a lie. See, they're not tied to you. They don't give a shit about you. They care about the elitists and global control and their utopia minds. So they have no other interest other than evil. There's going to be a massive them and us. The them are going to be 1% to 2% of the population of the globe. And the rest of us are going to be subjective to this communist ideology where if we say, do anything, requiring our freedom and our rights by our God, they will kill us. It's that simple. So this forum strives in all its efforts to demonstrate entrepreneurship in the global public interest while upholding the the highest standard of governance. Moral and intellectual integrity is the heart of everything it does. Think about what I just said. Moral and intellectual integrity only for those people that are in the circle of the one five percent. The rest of us are worthless human beings. The only reason that we exist is so we can work to supply their massive ego ideology in their economic business world. So their morals is God. Not what we would consider God's morals. That's in their mind. See, they they are the gods. So their conceptual idea of moral is them, the God, the evil one of this planet. So just think about that for a little bit. So I'm going to leave you with this. And, of course, this is from 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you listen to my podcast, and I don't mean to bring you down, I'm just bringing you the truth, and the hope in your heart, like mine, that has been done many, many times, I struggle over and over and over again on this world. Me being in it, how do I handle what's going on? And this is what I have to say to you. From Paul, Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, which is today. And having done all to stand firm. Firm means stand firm in Christ. Stand therefore having fasted on the belt of the truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is... The Word of God. It is the only thing. The Word of God. That allows us to even stand and say anything. Against the evil one. In this world. Every day. It's hard. For me to continue facing this world and have faith in what lies before us. Eternity with the God that has created us. If you are able to discern what's going on, you can appreciate what I'm saying. Please, Jesus, come today and end the evil one. However, we must pick up our cross as Christ did to never compromise with the prince of this world. This is from Billy Graham. Three times Christ designated Satan as the prince of this world. The Bible is clear that either the world's inhabitants are under influence of this world with its cunning, deception, and spell, or they are in Christ and under the direction of the Spirit of God. There is no neutral ground. You cannot encompass yourself and agree with the evils of this world and still believe in God. It's that simple. 
God is either in you, you are either in God, or you're not. There is no neutral ground. You can have some type of agreement with political people that disagree with you, or family members, or even yourself sometimes in your ideas or what you're thinking. But it, it is not associated with the God that created you and the word that he tells us. There is no hope for you. The lines are drawn in the Bible. You don't have to determine. You don't have to think about what I have to do. How can I do this? Just listen and read God's word in the Bible. Adhere to that. Have that faith. And he will help you and protect you and guide you throughout this world. I, for one, will never draw ever a neutral ground with Satan. I will fight this world until death as did our Lord when he went to the cross. This is the gunny. The Patriot cause. Thank you very much for listening. Share it far and wide. This is the gunny. Stand up for the flag and let's all ring the liberty. Let's make a Ford and a Chevy that would still last ten years like the should. Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over for good.